I'm Carly Shields, and I smell like poopy. We'll fix this eventually. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. Hey, y'all, it's Pat. And I play Leland Deacon. This is Ray, and I play Cami the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Five patients, welcome to the Gilded Round Rock House and Tea Room. I have also just for spit whistle and uh, uh, the old Gilded Ram is uh, still on the marketplace. Um, well, let's uh, let's get it all out of the table, shall we? My plans to um, well, you know, liberate Larry, free Larry, the Ram's head that has been unceremoniously stuffed into the basement of this fine establishment has fallen on deaf ears. And if that wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't enough of a slap in the face of every patron of this fine establishment, you know, from time immemorial into perpetuity, right? If that wasn't enough, the collective teeth-rattling slap in the face that we all received, there's this new insult to add to our previous injury. The injury which was caused by that giant slap. There is this new grave injustice, this freakish cartoon-like gruesome mascot that they have thrust upon all of us. And of course I am talking about Jazzy Penny Whistle. Now a lot of people have said, hey Jasper, do you think there's any coincidence here that the proprietors of the Gilded Ram, in an attempt to sell the property, have uh, rebranded to a certain extent and included this new mascot character, Jazzy Pennywhistle? Do you think it's a take on you, Jasper Spitwhistle? Well, but I mean, I have my problems with the mascot, but I don't think that that was what they were going for. I don't think it's a take on, on, on myself or caricature of some sort, sort of on me. Um, because I don't think people would connect that character with me. I mean, there's the whistle part, but a lot of people have whistle in the name. I mean, you really can't go up the coast without running into a handful of Int Whistles or Grew Whistles or uh, Whistle Myers. There's, they're all over the place. Um, so, I mean, I don't make that connection necessarily. Plus, like, the character of Jazzy Penny Whistle is kind of a down-on-his-luck bard. If you look at any of the illustrations that they've done on him so far, it looks like he's always getting rotten tomatoes thrown at him, putting in the stockades. Um, there was one where uh, a, a youngster, he seems like some sort of a street tough, was pulling his underbreeches up above the rim of his breeches, which you know, if you've ever had that happen to you, you would understand would cause some discomfort in the, uh, in the lower rear buttocks region. I, mean, I don't think it's a high likelihood that anyone's going to take that kind of a character to be a, 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 some sort of lampooning of me or anything like that. I mean, he is apparently a bard, if you could call him that. Um, but I think that's about where the similarities would end. But I don't think it's great. I don't think it's right for, uh, for, for, the, for, the, for the bard self, you know. If you, if you do this, you put out a mascot and say the mascot is this 
this weird little bard named Jazzy Pennywhistle, then people are going to show up and they're going to expect an actual bard here. That's kind of like that. <laughs> Obviously, the disconnect is pretty large. So, you know, what can you say? The marketing choices that are going on here are just god-awful, terrible from top to bottom. I have a lot of problems with the way this place is run, but what can you do? <laughs> you know, what can you say in a situation like that? You just plug on ahead. So... Uh, you know, I, I am nothing if not the consummate professional, so I will continue to consummate. <laughs> you know, see, that's, a, that's an entendre. You wouldn't see Jazzy Penny Whistle whipping those out left and right. Um, anywho, so let's, uh, let's move along. Where were we last time? Well, you know, it was kind of a, a strange situation. We had a newly reformed brute force to a certain extent. Um, I mean, I wasn't there yet. And um, neither was Moon Kevin, and to a certain extent, Yanov. Um, but I mean, hey, Mort was there, Hollis was there, they found their new friend, Leland Deacon, the mummy. Um, and then, yes, Cammy also was still there, still hanging on. Um, so, together, you know, they had, they had formed sort of a new tight knit crew, and they were going to try to rendezvous with the rest of us, you know, to really bring the whole squad back together. Um, but, you know, dude, there was a new member here. I mean, Leland was someone that none of them really knew anything about. Oh, they knew that he was uh, kind of an asshole in his previous uh, incarnation, in his actual life. And so had been somewhat cursed in the afterlife and um, forced to atone for the sins that he had made. Now, now might be a good time to talk a little bit about curse magic. You know, because curses were completely different than most other magics you may come into contact with. This was a time fresh after the resurrection of all of the cults. And so it was a time without deific powers. Um, the magic that had been in the world since there were mortals there to write down its history had been taken from those cults and so now it was gone and it had been ripped away. And uh, Eorath was obviously not the same. But there were some things, some places where uh, arcane power still existed. And one of those places was in a curse. No matter the origin of the arcane energy, even if it is taken from gods, if it's wielded as a curse, well, there's a debt to be repaid. And gods are pretty serious about debts. So even though the divine power had returned to the gods themselves, well, that was no recipe for relaxation for a man like Leland Deacon. But to know who he would become, it was important to know who he had been. So allow me tonight to regale you of a tale from Leland's life. It starts on his family's property, outside one of the first of Deacon's sugar mines. On the day before, he would win and lose everything. It's a beautiful day as the butterfly... Birds fly over the wildflower bushes. Leland gets out of bed and he's wearing a union suit. So like, I guess people would call him Long John's. Gets out of bed and he does him a little stretch. And uh, he, he takes up the paper and he starts to read the paper and enjoy his uh, poached egg that's on the little egg cup thing. You know, he's eating it with a little spoon. Is that a thing? People do that, right? That's a boiled egg. Boiled egg, whatever. And grits. He's definitely having some grits. <laughs> With cheese in them. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a pretty calm day. Not too awful much interested in the news. Uh, markets are up, but other markets 
conveniently are down. How's, how's the? So, how have I noticed the? I roll to notice commodities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how are the okay. commodities uh, trading? Resources. I roll for my resources. It's a plus four, so I roll a seven for my resources. Do I notice anything that's going on good in the commodities market? Uh, might be a good time to sell iron. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this to. I've snapped the paper like like a dad in the 80s. Uh, I snap it like shut, you know, and <laughs> folds. And I say, Reginald, I'm going to need you to tell dad we need to let loose some of that iron ore that we got from them folks down south in Merkheim. Uh, we're going we're gonna to turn that loose now. Maybe we're going to go full into to copper uh, and so we can get some mining a little more efficiently. Maybe turn some over on the back end. You know what I mean? Right away, sir. Would you like me to lay out your suit for the day? Sure thing. What are you thinking, brother? You've taken a look at the weather. Is it more linen suit weather, or should we go with something that has a little more uh, starch in it? I don't know how humid's going to be. Uh, I, I was thinking of a pinstripe cotton this morning, sir. Pinstripes? <laughs> well, I'm not leading service. We'll leave the pinstripes to the preachers. Just give me something plain, all right? That's, yeah, that's why we don't give you too much responsibility. You know what? Maybe we do like a Windsor checker, a window pattern. Be, give me that gray one with the blue uh, checker on it there, brother. Very good, sir. All right, you put a little pep in your step there, some bitch. I don't pay you to moat. <laughs> Technically, I don't pay you at all. You've just been with the family for years. My dad pays you. <laughs> you're not, you know, you're paid. I'm not the one paying you. Reginald goes into the huge walk-in closet and picks an appropriate suit for Leyland. Hey, uh, give me them loafers, them, uh, them, them gator, them gator loafers, the leather sole. Are those are those down at the cobbler? Them getting resold or what? The ones with the pennies on them, sir. Yep. Do you shine them up? Yes, sir. Of course, sir. You know I do that every night. That's why I love you. I come here. I'm gonna kiss that bald head, you bastard. And I'm gonna grab him and kiss him right on his, his forehead and be like, Reggie, could do without you, Reggie. I tell you that right now. Damn right you can do it. Yes, sir. Of course. Well, what should we do? Should we go see my idiot bitch of a sister? Uh, I, I do not think that language is quite necessary, sir. But but yes, let's let's head along <laughs> to see her. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, you guys all live on like this, like a big old uh, pro- like manor property type situation with multiple houses, or what's the what's the Deacon family uh, living situation? We got like a compound that overlooks the the mine, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, but it's not like gross, like you would think of like a copper mine or like a diamond mine. Like it's still pretty beautiful and there's just like a entrance to a mine like the seven dwarves like it's still like really pretty and like the main business building is like a brick colonial style you know two stories that sits at the highest point of the hill and that's kind of where all the business is done and all the houses are at the base of it as you step outside you would you would recognize today obviously in the mine they're working on one of the more surface level veins of sugar in the mine because the air is just particularly sweet today and uh, they must have been kicking up a, a fair amount of sugar dust. And as you kind of look out over the property, you do see your sister out in front of her lodging house there. And it looks like she is uh, she has uh, the expected uh, accoutrements to uh, be heading up to the uh, the business uh, to start a work day. She she has a briefcase. She's got a, she's got notebooks. She's got kind of everything. She's all, she's all ready to go. These are the things you need to run a sugar company. That, that's what you need to run a sugar company. Well, there she is, Reginald. That serpent sweet smile of hers. She's always plotting against us. You know that. Remember that time when she told daddy that I ate seven eggs, but I did not eat seven eggs. Too many eggs. 
to eat for breakfast, and he got all mad because he couldn't have his eggs. Plots. If I recall, you put the seven eggs in my pockets, sir. <laughs> I did. I did do that. I did. That's an old classic egg pocket. And you made me eat them for lunch. I did, because I wanted to see if a human could eat seven eggs. That is true. I did. They cannot, sir. <laughs> no, you did vomit. That is true. Leyland. Sister. I know those scrawny chicken legs of yours will move faster than this. Were you expected to keep me waiting all day? Well, no, you know, iron's down, copper's up. Reg and I were talking about what we were going to do with some commodities, and I've been working on a new jingle, so I don't know what you've been doing this morning. Obviously not combing your hair. Oh, sweet baby brother, you do remember that we do not work in the iron industry? Well, no, but what our pickaxes are made of iron. We buy a lot of iron. We're not mining this sugar with our hands. Well, technically, we're not mining it at all. You ain't never woke up a sweat. Unlike Reginald here. Isn't that right, Reggie? Yes, uh... (laughs) sir. See how happy he is? Leland, I need you to get that pinstriped flat ass of yours into fucking gear like yesterday. Yesterday was the day of rest. We weren't doing anything yesterday. Every day is your day of rest, Leland. That is true. That is true. I am the trust fund. I'm silly baby Leland. Look at me go. Well, now would probably be a good time to do a little bit of description of the three folks that are standing around here. Well, four folks that are standing around here because we have a previously unintroduced fourth party. Uh, but Leland, what does Leland look like as a non-mummy human person? He looks like Walton Goggins, but if Walton Goggins were six foot two instead of like five foot three. Does he have Walton's trademark receding hairline? No, but like same face shape. He's like really tan. He's kind of got that weasel face, uh, but he does have like a wispy Errol Flynn style mustache. And uh, yeah. he's got, you know, pretty long hair that he keeps not slicked back, but like it's like a three quarter slick back. Like it's mostly slick back. You know what I mean? Like it's just not the full slick back, but it's not necessarily parted to the side. Does he have uh, Does he have Walton's trademark scrappy look, where it just looks like in a in a in a moment's notice he could he could be scrapping? Yeah, no, he's got that face that looks like the guy he definitely like wrestled in high school and can't wait to like put someone in a wrestling hold at a bar if they get out of the line. No, I know what you mean now. I do know what you mean now. But he just looks that way. He's not that way. And what about Reginald, John? What's Reginald's look? We we now know he has a bald head. That's about all we know about Reginald. Yeah, he's uh, quite sort of tall and lanky. He's bald, like, in the center of his head, but he has, like, hair around the edges. Uh, it's dark. Power horseshoe. He's got, like, a, a Rhett Butler kind of mustache. <gasps> mustache Brothers! <laughs> Sick. So, yeah, he's, he's kind of like Rhett Butler in Gone with the Wind if he was bald. He's wearing a, a very smart black suit. He is, but the style of this era and of this location is uh, he is wearing a smart black suit. And my suit's very cool, too, but it's also the size of David Byrne's suit from the Talking Heads. <laughs> Stop making sense. Like, the suits are very... <laughs> Way too very big. Large. But that's the look. Any other distinguishing marks? Any facial tattoos? <laughs> no, not, not on him. No. He's very distinguished. No. Okay. He's got a tramp stamp. Yeah. Well, we can't see the tramp stamp through the suit. The suit's got a window in the back. <laughs> a cutout? <laughs> Just for the tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah, so standing across the carriageway is Leland's sister, Lila Ann. Um. So uh, Lila Ann, it... it Gosh, I imagine her with like uh, really, really dark hair and sort of like 
stern features. Like she always sort of has a very serious look on her face. And it, it looks like she would normally be wearing uh, like a nice like blouse and skirt combo, but she is like on the job today. So she's wearing uh, pants and she has her hair pulled back, kind of like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, where you know a suspicious amount of work went into it, but it's up and away. So it looks like she, she didn't put a lot of effort into it. And I want her to be able to possibly go into the mines and talk to people if she needs to. Like that's probably not part of her every day is going into the sugar mines. But she has like dressed herself in like nice boots and pants with a blouse and her hair like pulled back in a very uh, elegant, almost uptight way for sure, just in case she needs to uh, to go down there. And also Lila Ann's personal assistant, uh, Cecil, is here as well. And he is is a pretty short, nervous looking fellow, big wire rim glasses. And he is trying to get a word in edgewise as y'all are continuing to. Uh, fight back and forth and he says ma'am your your father is uh, waiting for for you both oh now i knew that leland you've made us late for daddy it's all right la daddy don't care oh my god i hate when you call me la and i i do you do know that let's go see daddy (laughs) don't say daddy with a u (laughs) i didn't say daddy All right. Well, as the Deacon twins start heading up towards the manor house, Cecil and Reginald take a moment to uh, soak it all in, I suppose. You believe these bloody wankers? I know. It's fucking... I've been working for him for 20 years. He still doesn't bloody know my name's Larry. I can't believe it. They've got me me going by Cecil over here. My name's Ted. It's a pretty common name, honestly. Oh, these people have got no, no respect for anyone that's of lower class than them. I believe the person they had me replacing was name was Cecil, and they just figured, you know, easier not to learn a new name. Who cares? Your name's Ted. We're just gonna throw you in there. You're gonna be Cecil today. Well, yeah, my, I mean, my dad was was Leland's dad's valet, and Leland's dad called him Reggie. His name was Dave. Fucking wild. These people. These these people. Uh. Well, anyway, we should probably get going. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. They might fall all over themselves and pee all down the bridges. Uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, the uh, the Deacon twins make their way up to where the where the company headquarters are, and your father is standing out front with his arms held wide. It is your father, Lyman Ambrose Deacon, Sonny boy, and uh, Lila Ann. Yes, Daddy. Uh, welcome to the to the company house today. I'm glad y'all could make it. A little bit late, you know. I'm sorry, Dad. You know how Leland is. He. Spent 45 extra minutes up there with his valet tittering with his hair. That's true. I, you know, I did have to stop by the mines first and take uh, take a look at how everyone was working. I'm, I'm pleased to, purpo- to report morale is up. And on account of morale being up, on account of my visit, they're working faster than hell. I mean, them, them sons of bitches down there, they're tougher than woodpecker lips. They're just clanging and banging. We're getting that sugar out of the ground, up into the air, into the tea and into the pie, and ultimately lining our pockets. Not with sweet, sweet sugar, but with sweet, sweet money. Well, y'all know I brought you up here for a reason. We, we do need to, to sit down and have a little business meeting if you would so uh, so oblige me to come on in and, and have a seat in the, the big room, you know, the... The real nice one, you know. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna treat this up very professional, like. Leland, before we're able to make it in that room, you might need to use this handkerchief. Your nose is pretty fucking brown, I think, baby brother. Better pull your nose right out of daddy's ass. <laughs> well, Lila, and that's not the type of thing you should say to your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Sorry, Dad. <laughs> he turns. He turns to Reginald. Reggie, I got. Did I get brown on my nose? My nose. Hey, come on now, man. Come on, man. I suppose we won't walk around with with, with schmutz on me now. Come on. Reginald pulls out a handkerchief, licks it, and then wipes the imaginary smush off of Leland's nose. All, all done, <laughs> hey, sir. Hey, thank you there, Reggie. You, you see that, L.A.? I noticed Ted isn't doing that for you. That's right. I know his name's Ted. You're misnaming him. Isn't that some shit, Reggie? Indeed, sir. I, I, can, I, I honestly can't believe you two are both touched in the head this early in the All morning. right, y'all get in the fucking boardroom already. My word. It's colder than the witch's tit out here. We got to get going. Reginald and uh, Ted run ahead a bit and open both the doors. Leland will sit down on the chair and like immediately kick his legs up and reach and grab a delicious sweetened tea, sweetened with Deacon Family Sweetener, the finest sweetener in all yourth, and take a little sip and dab himself. <laughs> and then look ominously at the camera. Ooh, this is a mighty fine morning. Uh, Leland believes he is the first one at sitting down at the table, but one of the chairs is tilted away, and as it turns around, you recognize uh, sitting in the boardroom already is your father's financial advisor, Evren Maplegrew. Everin, you old scalawag. Just man I wanted to see. Got a great idea for how to make a little some money. That's wonderful. What what could you tell me today? <laughs> it's my idea. You ready? L.A., you want to sit down for this? Make sure you take notes, darling. Small, smaller people require smaller wages. I met this feller down at the bar. Swears he can shrink our staff with some sort of black magic. Shrink them down. And they'll be tiny, which means their clothes will be tiny. Their tummies will be tiny, so they'll need tinier amounts of food. So we technically pay them a little less for the same amount of work. Say, oh, work, still fast as shit. So, I mean, shrink them on down. Pay them less. Small small people, small wages. Deacon Sweetener. Mm-hmm. And, and Leland, do you think, that, you think that's a, a good idea? To just go ahead and shrink everyone? It would take three times as long to get the same amount of work done, you dumbass. No, no, on account of the fact they'd still be fast. No, just... Smaller. We do have to do a lot of a lot of blasting to to open up the mines. We could open up smaller mines. Smaller veins creeping and crawling and bringing it out, <laughs> putting it in your sweetened mouth, taking sweeteners. <laughs> I will look into this. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Leland. I think it's a great idea. I'll get him up here from the bar. He said I'll shrink him. Let's bring him in. We'll have a conversation. That's great. That's great. Lila Ann. Yes, Evren. Pleasure to see you today. I I don't feel the most comfortable, so I'm going to sit just a few chairs down from you, because uh, it sounds like you have had one too many juleps this morning, and it is only 10 a.m. I have not had a single julep, actually. Huh. Don't like this Evren, stuff. you only drank doubles, and we both know that. And she'll, and she'll like pull a chair out, sit down, and like put her briefcase down, because apparently she brought a briefcase and no She books. did bring a briefcase. I made that choice. Thank you. I have to live with it. But all the chairs squeak every time we move them, like rednecks getting ready to fight oh in a bar. God. Like the bar sells right every time we chair out. Well, now, uh, Leland and, and Lila Ann, I did bring you here for a very important meeting today. Uh, as you know, I've been away a little bit from the day-to-day business, and I, I feel like uh, this might be a, an opportune time to mention my my heart has not been in the same place as it's been lately for for quite some time. I I feel like I'm a man getting up into my August days, and I I, I would I would 
feel remiss if I didn't take this opportunity I've been granted in life to live out some of my greatest dreams. And in fact, I, I feel like I, 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 after having a thorough conversation with my financial advisor, Mr. Maplegrew over here, this will be an ideal time to consider how I'm passing on the torch of this company to one or the other of you. Were, were you in here when I told you about my small people plan? Small people, small wages? I did hear the small people plan. It's very good, Leland. That's a very good idea. Thank you. <laughs> Thought of it myself. Well, well, Daddy, as you know, you've been away for a little bit now, and uh, we've we've been steering the ship. You know, we've been steering the ship just fine uh, in your in your absence, and I've been I've been see- I've been touring with my punk rock group. Yes, disposal service. It's been a real rough riding up on the uh, you know town to town, city to city. But you know, I, I've always kind of wanted to to live that that punk rock lifestyle. So it's nice to finally have the opportunity, is what I've been saying. I, I would hate to to walk away now. I think we might be able to get booked at a CBGBs. Oh so. no, I think I think the iron is hot. I think the iron's hot. It's time for you to sow your oats right now because you know what? We are well positioned to go ahead and and uh, get in some new management and really. Uh, really keep the ship going strong. Well, to that, to that nature, let's let's talk a little bit about how how we're going to make this work out. Now, I, I I don't know really. It's kind of a fifty fifty situation in my head. Which one of you would be best positioned to take over this company in my absence? Partially, that is because I have not spent an exceptional amount of time with either of you, but it's also because maybe you're just pretty evenly matched in a lot of categories. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. So I figured the the, the probably the, the the straightest and, and most uh, on the level approach to this would be if uh, if y'all had a bit of a competition. Now, how are we going to be competing? How are you, what kind of competition are you going to judge to decide who who supersedes the business, Daddy? Small, small people playing. I swear. We are we t- talked about it. That's, small that's, people playing is a great plan. Oh and uh but that was pre existing. That's a pre existing plan, Leland. That that plan got introduced before this new business started off. So sorry, the small people plan is already already factored in on this. That's brought brought you up to fifty percent. Really, you were probably at about forty eight before that plan. That's only a two percent plan. <laughs> we we've not seen the logistics of this plan quite yet. It may pay out to be more, but right now it's a two percent plan. And the people won't care. They, they'll love to be small. You, hey, you remember you remember that, that funny book in Genesis when God told Abraham about circumcision and all the people that worked for him came back one day to the tent and he said, Surprise, I'm circumcising all of you and they said, What's circumcised? And they say, You're not gonna love it. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. That sounds a farcical tale of it'll, it'll, it'll be like that, only we're not gonna we're not gonna give them a snip. We're just gonna shrink. Well, I would say there, Leland, my concerns are that, you know, the the, the, the the workers of this fine institution are the lifeblood of what on which uh, Deacon Sugar Mines is founded. I, I like to believe that each and every one of the fine people we have working here consider themselves part of this home sweet home that we have ta- taken uh, such great care to craft. And with that, I would say home sweet home is uh, kind of where we're focusing right now. As you know, that is our marketing strategy currently. Deacon Sugar Mines. Home sweet home. <laughs> but, you know, we've been using that for quite some time, and I feel like it's time for new blood, new ideas. So I would like both of you to take some time, come back to me in a day or so, 
with a brand new marketing innovation, a way to sell Deacon Sugar to all types of people all around the world with maybe a little bit more charm and, and folksy uh uh, that, that fashion people grow, grown to love of us, uh, but kind of taken in a new direction. If whatever one of you comes up with the, the best and most innovative marketing plan for Deacon Sugar Mines, well, that's the kind of person I want leading this team from here on out. Now, do you, do you think that, are you sure this is fair? You're, you're, this, this dumbass keeps singing jingles even in his sleep, Daddy. I don't know that this is, a real even playing field now. Oh, I'm sure it'll be just perfectly fine, Pumpkin. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out one way or another. I'm sure there'll be always be a place for whoever might lose this competition in good old Deacon Sugar Mines. There will be a place for L.A., and it will be down in Merkheim at the far-flung field offices. <laughs> That's where her place will be, away from here, in Merkheim. Mm-hmm. O- away from here, in, in Merkheim, Daddy. But I'll, I'll be here. All right. Well, that sounds wonderful. Well, both of you should probably retire to your own offices and take a take a few uh, hours or so to work up your pitches. And maybe we'll reconvene tomorrow around breakfast time and hear what you have to come up with. Right. All right. Get the hell out of here. I got some drinking to do. All righty. You rat bastard. How did you talk him into end up giving us a goddamn jingle contest maybe i talk <laughs> maybe i could talk uh i could talk about anything i'm i'm leland deacon come on down to lincoln town you know what i mean no no baby brother I, d- I don't i don't know what you mean i never know what you fucking mean hell i sell a yeti a, a slurpee that that would you know have been I mean? really relevant if you'd brought that up maybe i don't know 50 episodes ago but right now it don't do me <laughs> no good I sell a I sell a vampire a big old pile of salt. That's poignant. Sure, we that that episode, the segment holler. That was episode thirty five. You think I don't remember that? You rat bastard, I, Cecil. Cecil, we I have I have too much fucking work to do for me to sit here and and slack jaw with this with this. Yes, mother. You hear that, Randy? <laughs> she couldn't even think of anything to say. She just said. With this, she like, she gonna win a jingle competition. I'm having trouble talking. With this, <laughs> get on out of here, y'all, Peckerwood. <laughs> Come on down to freaking Leland Town. Yeah, goddamn. I tell you what, it's hotter than two rats fucking a world sock. Yeah, I'm madder than a sprayed roach. Come on now, let's get out of here. I can't, I can't even look at her face anymore. Look at that rat face. Call me a rat bastard. Her nose is all pinched. I got all the looks of the twins. She may have got the brains. I got the looks and the charm. You know what they call that? alarm. Pat, I knew <laughs> six different Leland Deacons in my high school, and you're giving me flashbacks. <laughs> oh, I like your new character. I s- fuck, I swear to God. That's probably why she calls Ted Cecil, because she's too damn dumb to know his name Cecil. Come on, Randy. Imagine that's uh, getting somebody's name wrong. <laughs> Whatever next. Ain't that some shit. I need, I need a new pair of socks. Let's go. Oh my God. Do you need a pair of you socks because rats keep fucking in your ones, sir. Well, no, I mean, they do get a little swampy and I forgot to powder up before I put on my hosieries this morning so my feet are a little stinky. But, uh, you know, it's the name of the game. Let, let's go and think up some jingles then, sir. Well, no, I'd love to, I, you know what? I'd love to hear your ideas. Okay, I it's will. A real, it's a real chance for you, Reggie. I, I will come up with something then, sir. 
Don't let me down. Well, no, no. I just, <laughs> you know, we'll get we, we walk and think. We'll, walk, we'll do a walk and talk. I'm sure that Cecil slash Ted and L.A. are going to want to do a walk and talk, so they can do their walk and talk. We'll do our walk and talk. Very good, sir. So we're walking away. Yeah. The story follows Leland where he goes. This is his backstory, Pat. <laughs> it is very much his backstory. <laughs> Reggie, now you're with me on this small people, small pay, right? Very much, sir. Um, does it extend their life at all? Can, can can they work for longer if you shrink them down? Or we didn't get. I don't. I, it's not an age thing. You know, we didn't really get into nitty gritty. <laughs> you don't want you don't want children working for it. child labor. That's frowned upon everywhere in Europe. But there's nothing about shrinking them down and keeping them the same age. They didn't say you can't have adults who have been shrunk working for you. Because, you know, if they're of the age of consent, they can still say, yeah, we will harvest the sugar. Maybe too much sugar dust will get in our lungs and we'll die, but we'll pay the fair wage while we are doing it. But who knows? Shrunk isn't young. What I'm getting at here is tiny isn't baby. Uh, While you're saying this, there is a muffled explosion. And then there are there there seems to be a lot of clamoring around one of the entrances to the mine. (sighs) Come on, Reggie. We gotta go. If blood gets in the sugar, tainted. All right. Well, uh, as you guys approach, uh, you see a thick, roiling cloud of sugar dust just flying up out of one of these mine entrances. Uh, it looks like there was some sort of a cave-in. Reggie, it looks like some sort of a cave-in. <laughs> Indeed it does, sir. Well, get over there and move them rocks. Uh, <laughs> Use them me, sir. big old Reggie hands of yours. We call your big old freak hands. Yeah, big old Reggie hands. Get on there. Oh, Mr. Deacon, sir. Mr. Deacon, I'm glad you come down here, sir. We we just had a a, a cave-in of all things. It's it's the damnedest thing. Well, we're here to help. Uh, tell me, tell me, uh, how would you like to be shrunk down? Shrunk down, sir. Yeah, you know, just a little bit smaller. Well, you'd asked me before today. I said I like the size I am plenty fine, sir. But we just had this cave-in on account of the fact we couldn't quite fit through the crawl space we had. Now, if uh, we had been a little bit smaller, I might have fit through that crawl space. We wouldn't have had to blow up the tunnel quite so big. And then we would have had structural integrity and maybe the lattice work would have held and we wouldn't have had this cave in that just did kill 15 of my men. Likely. Likely. (laughs) (laughs) So on a day like today, I could probably go for a good old shrinking. Well, Jeremy, I'm glad you spoke today. And uh, we're going to get on that shrinking, but right now let's dig them corpses out of there, because if their guts and their viscera are getting to the sugar, uh, you know what they say, deacon sugar shouldn't taste like a gut. That's right. That's exactly the, that's a, that's a pretty old catchphrase, you guys. You rolled it right out there. Let's let's get the sugar shovels. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, so let's, hey, let's do some sugar shoveling. We have uh, a sugar shoveling montage. Uh, unfortunately, sir, um... I sold the sugar shovels this morning to Merkheim like you asked me to. Right, right. I did. I did, Jeremy. We've got some spoons. Jeremy, I did tell Reggie to sell the sugar shovels on account of the commodities market. I, that is on me. Uh, so, you know, wait time is brain time, as they say. And we've been sitting here jabberjawing for a while, and them rocks has piled up on them people. Um, but again, if they were shrunk, they probably could have dodged them rocks. So I mean, we could we could always get the water hose and just uh, melt down a little of that sugar. I mean, it won't be usable sugar at this point, but probably wouldn't be if it got bled on. 
We could turn it into a thick slurry. That's how you make molasses. Well, that sounds disgusting, but Jeremy, I th- I see big things in your future. When I rise to the top, you're coming with me, brother. Get them hoses on and drag them corpses out of there and bury them down in the corpse pit. You got it, sir. <laughs> Which, uh, the, 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 the upper corpse pit or the, the lower corpse pit? Well, the lower, it depends on how disfigured they are. If they're... They're recognizable, throw them in the upper. If they're unrecognizable, throw them in the lower. All right, just the standard procedures. Thank you, sir. I'll get right on it. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, Reggie, that's one for wanting to be tiny. Halfway there, then, sir. Well, yeah, well less than half, I think. I think we got more than two. But uh, <clears throat> should we retire? It's been a long 20 minutes of work. Ah, I'm tired. I'm sure you're tired. You're you're looking very exhausted, sir. Yeah, let's go on up and uh, play that game that I like. Would you care for some iced tea on the porch? You know I would. In your swing. <laughs> you know, you know I would. I, I've been thinking about the, the jingle, sir. Oh, layer on me. How about... Deacon Sugarman's. Is it good? You bet your sweet ass it is. That is incredible. Thank you, sir. That's incredible. All we, all we gotta do is set her to some music and we're there. What were you thinking? Like, oh, no. Yeah, what, what, tell me. Uh, I, I was thinking um, mumble rap, sir. <laughs> that might be a little too hit for daddy. Deacon Sugarman. Is it sweet? Yes, yeah, it is. Though I've forgotten my... I've, I've, <laughs> I forgot it. I lost it, sir. I'm sorry, sir. That's all right. We'll mark that down in the maybe category. I'd like you to come up with another one, though, because that one, I mean, that's a strong contender. Something like, Deacon Sugar, is she sweet? You bet your ass. You bet your sweet ass she's sweet. Your ass is sweet like our sugar mines. I think that's the winner, sir. Well, let's think of another one just okay. in case. That, if we give them, if we give them five options, you know, L.A. is going to cut you one half of one. She might be like, "Deacon, Deacon, Deacon, Sugar Mines, Daddy." That'd be probably all she has. So we come up with five. She come up with half. They don't even have to be good. Quantity over quality. Deacon Sugar Mines don't tell Daddy. I'm sure there's some kind of sugar daddy joke in there, sir, but I can't quite. Like, make it work. Is that like a snowman, but made from sugars? It doesn't stick. Come on, Reggie. <laughs> I, I need to get on my porch. Uh, Reggie goes off to, to make some iced tea for Leland. I guess now we're on the porch and I'm rocking in my chair. And it's like, Leland, you know what I think? like to think about on days like today? Sustainable agriculture. All right, so a, a long night of pitching and uh, and reworking and jingle mod- moderation and mo- and manipulation happens, and uh, a new day dawns uh, with the uh, the rooster crowing, and then you sleep right through that for a little bit longer. And once again, Leland Deacon is woken up by his well servant, not quite friend, Reginald, my most trusted advisor. Good morning, sir. Your eggs. Reggie? Yes, sir. I had a vision last night. In my dream, there were seven fat cows and seven skinny cows. I think that means we're going to win. It sounds like it's, uh, yes. (laughs) 
Well, I was digging this egg. You boiled it to perfection. Like you always do, Reggie. That's what I always say about you. You're the egg man. Goo goo goo. Well, let's go on up and see Daddy. Yes, sir. Casual today, sir, or business? <laughs> hey, it's winning time, brother. Give me my winning jacket. Yes, sir. And I get the um, the slightly off-white linen uh, suit. Kind of a Colonel Sanders type type guy. <laughs> and the entire back of it is just a giant Pennzoil logo. <laughs> no, but it does have our the Deacon Sugar logo on the back. For sure. Right. But like in the same color and just like embroidered Mm -hmm. in the same color. So it's Mm -hmm. like a quilted look. Like a Gretsch white falcon guitar. Like just really. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, as you uh, as you head on out the door, uh, you see Jeremy and a lot of a lot of folks that are just coated in wet sugar it looks like it's been an all-night rescue operation but the folks that were trapped in the cave-in looks like they come out all right and there will be actually no corpses added to the either of the corpse pits jeremy man look at your fast work (laughs) you saved all them people i mean it did take most of the night sir and uh and we did waste a fair amount of sugar getting it all wet and slurry like like that but i i found that the wet sugar (laughs) is pretty damn good too so Maybe maybe a way, maybe a thing we could do with that. I like it. I like it because you know how when you take sugar and you put it in a cold drink, it doesn't really mix up. Tell no. you what, Jeremy, take you a scoop of this little slurry here. The slurry, yeah. Put you a dollop of it here in this mm-hmm. cold water. All right, I done mixed it. Now take you a sip. <laughs> What's that taste like? Well, it tastes like heaven, sir. Tastes like victory. Take the day off if anyone asked. L.A. told you you could. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Just invented Kool-Aid, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Hey, we like to just be everywhere in the market. We like to be, you know, nimble. Uh, you know, we are a large company. We're a family operation, so we can move. We can adjust on the fly. We like to vertically integrate our markets. That could have been waste, and now we're reusing our waste. Put it back in the revenue stream. Uh, as you're heading up back uh Towards the towards the direction of the greater like company house, uh, you do see a few of these slurry covered folks just grousing and grumbling. Like, we would have been a lot better off if we'd have been smaller. Is all I'm telling you. Oh my god! <laughs> Go small. Uh, as you pass by uh, Lila Ann's house, she is already out and on her way up to the company house, and she is looking disheveled. Well, what her race Reggie is. <laughs> Who's the best, not who's the quickest, but she never knew the difference. <laughs> and thinking it is knowing it. Ma'am, you, you've you forgotten your notes, ma'am. Oh, God. Oh, mm. put it uh, just in the briefcase. Did you make a decision on the ukulele, ma'am? Should I bring it with? Uh, no, no, don't. I, no, no, don't leave. Leave the. What about the guitar? You gotta, you gotta leave all the instruments. I, I can't. You gotta leave all the instruments, Cecil. And if you could just lower your pitch like a half an octave, because it is splitting my brain. Yes, in half. ma'am. You know I need my sleep. Oh, all right, all right, Cecil. We flip. This is this is kind of the whole kit and caboodle. This is the whole company. Because if it ends up in Leland's hands, we're all up shit creek. Well, I mean, I'll probably still be all right, right, ma'am? Yeah, no, yeah, sh- yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll end up without a paddle, and you'll be sitting great. That that makes a lot of sense, Cecil. Good, good. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was a long night, and 
If I don't, if I, if. I mean, I do feel you're being facetious now, ma'am. And I, I, I'm a little concerned. Well, you know, Cecil, this is, this is kind of, this is kind of it. It's kind of do or die right now. And I need to get up to this fucking house and convince my father that I'm worth anything just because I don't sing and dance and wear hound's tooth and stripes and, and sit on my ass with my feet behind my head and, and. <laughs> with, with his feet behind his head? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That, at, at that Leland strides into, <laughs> into earshot. Oh. Teddy, I just want to let you know, should anything happen to my sister, like getting up in Merkheim, well, you can stay here with me, brother. You got a spot with me when I take over. Cause I'm Thank good you. to my people. I slap them real hard on the, on the shoulder. You're my fucking brother. What? Thank you, sir. That's, that's quite nice of you, actually. Well, yeah, you can't choose your family. You can choose your friends. <laughs> I wouldn't have chose you. Come on now. And you know, here's it. Uh, my name is Teddy. Uh, my name is Teddy. You've been calling me Cecil all this time. My name is Teddy. And I've been saying it since day one. And then you never learned my real name. And it's, frankly, it's a little offensive. My name is Ted, uh, not Cecil. All right. And I'm bringing the ukulele because I worked really hard for that part. And I don't care if you use it or not. I'm going to play the ukulele the whole way up there. All right. Lila, did you really not? I practiced it. Did you really not know his name was Teddy? All right. I mean, this some bitch name is Larry, but I call him Reggie all the time to neg him. I just want to remind him of his place, and I don't really respect him as a person. But I know his fucking name. Did you really not know his name? Leland, you've turned this entire day into a fucking circus. Now... Theodore or whatever the fuck you were called that I didn't know that you were going out for your Newsies audition today. You can take your ukulele right on and and just go all the way to Broadway because I can't. I no, no, Teddy, Ted. No, no, those ain't those ain't names. Ma'am, I'm not your enemy here. You are your own worst enemy and we all know it. <laughs> this is Teddy's wisdom striking. From beyond the veil. I'm going to go get the ukulele and the guitar because I bought them with my own money. And he goes inside the house. Uh, Leland's going to grab Lila. Lila, listen, I hate you, but you can't let that man play the ukulele. Only the worst people in the world play the ukulele. Name one person that plays the ukulele that isn't the worst. My father played the ukulele, sir. <laughs> God. Reginald. Uh, Reginald. Now. No, it's Larry. You don't get to nag my Reggie. <laughs> you're, you're Reggie. The, all right. The, all right. All right. You you have turned this meeting into an entire episode of Full House. I'm I'm ready for uh, fucking Uncle Jesse to walk in right now and, and give us a hug and, and sing the Beach Boys or some some absolute bullshit. Am I in your head? Have I fucked your brain? Yeah, I have. I'm up in them. I'm up in your brain. I'm up in your brain right now. You're trying to think about standard arithmetic, but all you can hear is, oh, see in my brain thinking about sweets. Come on. And I'm going to do like a cool like punch move and then walk up to the house. I, I swear that my mama dropped that boy a few too many times. I knew her hands were shaking from the booze. I could see it and I didn't stop her. I didn't stop her not once. This is my fault. He's my fault, honestly, at this point. At this point, because I let Mama, I knew Mama had the shakes, and I let her. <sighs> it's okay. It, no, it's it's all it's all right. He's a dumbass, and your daddy will realize he's a dumbass, and it's fine. And she's just started fully mumbling to herself, like walking 
head down, like <laughs> almost running past because <laughs> she was fully passing Leland, just uh, mumbling. Oh. Uh, and once again, up at the doorway of the company house, your dad is standing up there, arms wide, welcoming you up the path. Well, Lila Ann and Leland, it's wonderful that you have come here today to present me with your exceptional marketing ideas. Um, Lila Ann, I hope you don't mind, but I did have the snipers on the roof take a shot at that fella who thought he was going to walk up the, the the parkway here play, playing a ukulele of all things. They're the worst type of people play ukuleles. I know you I know that. I tried to tell her, Daddy. I tried to tell her. That was Ted. That was Teddy Ballgame. I tried to tell yeah. her. Yeah. So that's got to be some negative points for right there. And guess what else? I vertically integrated our business. Last night, there was an explosion. We thought a bunch of people died. Turns out they didn't. I sold the shovels on account of iron market. We thought that was going to be bad. Reggie is the one who told me to sell them. He read the paper. I said, Reggie, that's a bad idea. And Reggie told me to sell them anyway. I don't know. I think he's got it out for me. Regardless, Jeremy used the hose, turned it into a slurry, and I made him drink some of it. He said it tastes really great in cold drinks, and you don't even have to have them hot first. So now we can integrate our waste. I win. The company's mine. Feel it in my plums. Well, I do appreciate the idea of a slurry-based drink. Uh, that 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 could definitely be an interesting addition to our market. If you're in a hurry, try Deacon Sugar Slurry. I'm full of them, Daddy. That's pretty damn good. We're not even in the meeting room. But I, I do, I do would, I would like to point out the fact that you did apparently get bum rushed by your valet into selling off all of our shovels. You did say it was his idea. You thought it was a bad idea, and then you still went along with it, Leland. That's not how we handle servants around here. We usually let them play their ukulele and then shoot them in the head or something as they go up the promenade. So I would like to focus strictly on your marketing ideas for the business as a whole. And we aren't going to do that out on the porch. That's not the kind of bumpkin that we are around here. Am I getting screwed again because I told you slurries in a hurry before the meeting technically start, just like I did my small people pay plan? Yeah, you really got to hold off on those good ideas until we're in a meeting state of mind. They all told me on the way up here they wanted to be small. Every single one of them. The people are, are, they're all on to the small concept is what you're telling Mm -hmm. me. I've sold that to them so I can definitely sell sugar. I can sell shrinking yourself. Shrinking yourself? What type of fool wants to be shrunk? And they (laughs) fucking love the idea i mean i think we do have something to be said about that go ahead and get that feller up here as soon as you can but let's focus on this part of the the whole business first he'll tell reggie to go get uh brick tap string bar from the from the pub whatever the wizard's name is i don't know i'm not the dm it's not my (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we necessarily needed to name the wizard but that's fine (laughs) brick tap string bar (laughs) Patrick <laughs> Bar apparently Reggie's gonna go get him. Patrick, I was I was playing Minecraft. I stopped playing Minecraft to record this podcast with my friends, not to hear you say Rick Tap Shring Bar. The funny thing is, is that Rick Tap is very similar to Patrick in a lot of ways. I'd just like to <laughs> throw that out at you. Rick Tap is the new Patrick Wankin. Rick Tap Shring Bar. Rick Tap Swing Bar. <laughs> Everyone's favorite wizard, Wick Tap Swing Bar. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. All right. You all are ushered forth into the, the smaller annex meeting room, not the big meeting room. Today. Uh, would you like me to, to say my jingle before I go and fetch Rick Tap Swing Bar, sir? 
No, I already got in trouble for being uh, partners with you already once this morning. So, oh wait, your new jingle? Yeah, just whisper her to me. Uh, sugar, it's good in your sweet ass. No, that wasn't. You gotta, that wasn't right. It was meant to be a. You gotta stop. A, oh my god! Alternative to what I came up. I, I'm sorry, sir. I, I got it wrong. I'll go and crack to Schwinger Bar. You gotta, you gotta stop talking about asses so much, man. <laughs> Too early. We got it. This is the it. most disturbing thing I've ever heard on this fucking podcast. This is an audio John. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Goodness. We gotta have a pre-noon moratorium on all the ass talk. It's too early in the morning <laughs> for all your ass talk. Alright? Sorry, sir. I, I got my words muddled. I'll go and fetch Rick Tap. Don't tell him about asses either. <laughs> we need him to enter into business with us, not thinking about licking sweet asses or whatever you're talking about. Okay. So you are ushered into the smaller annex meeting room and there's a there's a dry erase board. Upon the dry erase board it says the future of Deacon Sugar Mines. And then there's two pictures, a picture of Lila Ann and a picture of Leland and that's it. Like a like a you said it was like a dry erase did they draw a picture of us on there? <laughs> Somebody drew it. <laughs> Somebody drew it. Somebody went in and drew a picture. It's pretty accurate, honestly. It looks it's exactly what you looked like when you were like pouring over your potential pitches last night in the middle of the night when you were like hectic. So they're not even and good stuff. pictures. And it's a picture of Leland sleeping. Jeez. Okay. Well, uh, of course you see the scoreboard up here. We're gonna keep a, a nice little tally of how many points y'all accrue in your pitches. I hope you appreciate the, the workmanship that went into the artistic rendering. Everin did that. It was really not necessary, but he did a little bit of extra. And he, he wants to stretch his artistic talents as, you know, you don't get a lot of opportunity as a financial advisor. You're, so. Daddy, you're doing a, a point system? How, what are you basing points off of? It's all pretty, uh, uh, objective. Uh, all right. Are you going to let us know the criteria or any of the categories that you're judging in? Yeah, you're going to get points if you're better. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and randomly flip a coin here to determine who's going to go first. Look at that. Lila Ann, you are up first. Daddy, you didn't have anything in your hand. Wow, you me. Didn't, you didn't have anything in your hand. You didn't flip nothing. <laughs> right, but I'd mentally in my head imagined a coin flipping over, and it came up heads, so that would be you, Lila. Well, you know, Daddy, I guess I, I guess I cannot argue with that logic. You absolutely cannot, unless you want to lose some of them there points. So wow me. Okay, and she'll she'll walk up, and she has like a, a huge three ring binder that she's gonna like plop down on the table, and she's gonna like take a few seconds to spread out all of her. All her papers. <laughs> All right. Now, Daddy, I I know. I know that you, you we, in the meeting yesterday, you sat both of us down and you told us that you wanted uh, you wanted a jingle. You wanted something real flashy that's that's going to stick in everyone's heads. But I, I, I was I was up all night and I was really thinking, you know, it, it's going to take a long time for the bards to learn that jingle and then spread it around all of your earth. I thought that what would what would be more economical for us and make more sense in the times in the times that we're in now is if we do an entire rebranding we have posters up in every in every pub a more a more visual that way you see it all the times even when the bards aren't playing 
I, I I've drawn up some sketches of some new some new logos, and I I really think that if we put a face to the company, if we really put something that like someone that you can trust, someone's face up there, Daddy, I think it should be your face right over, right over, Deacon Sugar Mines. I we should keep it very simple, a real classy logo, so they know. They know that this is this is a, a family business, and we run our business with integrity. And we, sorry, I laughed because that's so fucking wrong. South Park. That's so no, not integrity. It's not integrity farms. The South Park reference. It just feels so. It's such a fucking lie to say that it, this family business is run with integrity. And I just started laughing. Daddy, I I want. Well, let me let me take a look at those, Lila. So here's a here's a question. I just. I feel I must ask, is the intent to titillate in, in some way, shape, or form? Because I I agree that maybe having a branding, a rebranding and a mascotting type of situation could be could be well and good. Mm-hmm. Uh my the the type of attire that, that this uh representation of me has been placed in is a little off putting. Oh well daddy, I only had so many I only had the pictures of you from the tour. Uh, cause I didn't have time to run down to the main house to get the old scrapbooks. So no, in, no, in theory, in the actual logo, you would not be wearing your mesh t-shirts and your hot pants with the chains. I, I know that that, that is sort of at war with the rest of the aesthetic of the, of the brand. And I, I would hope that it was a little bit more of a, of a down home kind of, kind of feel for this. And look, daddy, I even came up with a tagline. Well, that's what I want to hear. Let's hear this tagline. All right, and okay. also in jingle form because I do like a jingle. Okay. Well, it can't be it can't be hard because this is a visual pitch and a visual campaign because hiring bards is not very financially fiscally responsible. That's how we always done it. Why would we change now? I Leland's in the background just going small people. All right. Well, da- I mean, Daddy, I can hum it, but it, I, I really think that you should reconsider how much our bard budget. I did. I had Evan draw up some of the some of the papers on our bard budget. Is, I mean, it's it's off. It's off. We could open up five more mines if we just. If- you could. You you can you can pitch me all day on the uselessness of bards, and I would I would believe you up and down. But it doesn't mean I'm not gonna pay them. I'm gonna keep paying the bards. So here's what I want. Hit me with that tagline, and then also. You know, sass it up a little bit. Give it to me as a jingle. Got to spend money to make money, right, Daddy? Oh my! God. You got it, Leland. That is not what that means. All right. He, he marks he marks four points on Leland's <laughs> side of the board. <laughs> okay, Deacon Sugar Mines making every day a little bit sweeter. Sorry, hold on. You wanted you wanted a song. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's actually pretty good. I mean, that's not bad as a as a tagline. Let's hear how it rolls as a jangle, right. though. Um, <clears throat> uh, Deacon, nope, nope. That was okay. That no, that was a. I mean, here, let me let me start you up. Deacon Sugar Mines. Where do you go? All right. Uh, Deacon Sugar Mines. Right. That's great. That's great. That's right. That's 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 right. that's solid, right? right? That's a good start. Deacon Sugar Mines. Making every day. Nope, Mm-mm. Daddy. Oh God, this is not quite my. Forte, but if I, if you wanted to hire one of those bards to put the music behind it, I 
Dinkin' sugar mice making every day a little sweeter. It's not bad, actually. It's not bad as a jingle. Making every day a little sweeter. That's, if you get right in there in the pocket, you a little sweeter. It makes you shake your shoulders, which you want to see the people a little sweeter. You want to shake the shoulders to it. You know, you know, Daddy. If 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 you're gonna sing it like that, maybe we should keep the image of the logo. Maybe we should keep your mesh shirt, hot pants, leather chain. All right, now I feel like oh, you're taking okay. an, a a run at my mesh shirt, well, which was just a yeah. it was a it was a hot day, is what I would like to point out, and uh, wasn't a full it wasn't a full shirt day. It was a partial shirt day, well, you know. Daddy, if it was a hot day, then why are you wearing the leather mask? That seems like breathing the- conditions were not great. Okay. Anyway, let's All get right. on. I'm going to give you a handful of points here because as far as the tagline goes, that's pretty damn good. And I like the shoulder shake that you got going on with that jingle. So I feel like that's a solid 145 points there, darling. That's pretty darn good. Oh, all right. Thank you, Daddy. Do, can you tell me what the scale is out of? Like, what, what was the maximum number of points? There's no maximum. Numbers go up forever. Anyway, Leland. <laughs> All right, she'll uh, she'll yeah she'll run around and she'll sit down um right right by Leland and she all, all of a sudden has a very smug look on her face. Ah, right, Leland, that's gonna be tough to beat because she got the shoulder shake going on with that one. That's a pretty powerful powerful idea. And here's the thing I like about it: it's succinct. She didn't go on forever. She didn't bring in 50 dang ideas to just throw up on the wall. She came solid with a solid idea she had thought through and put her whole body behind. And I appreciate that. Now, Leland, it's up to you to to wow me. Daddy, I I took a multi-tiered approach because we're selling into different markets. And what works for the blue-haired crowd ain't going to work for the people at your punk rock show. You know, for people at your punk rock show, you can come up with something like this. Deacon Sugar, you bet your ass it's sweet. They're going to love that, but you don't want, they don't want to hear that at Sunday service. What they want to hear is, you know, pastoral sound. There's images coming up into the screen. There's a rocking chair. There's a kindly old woman pouring a beautiful, glistening glass of sweet tea. It's got the wooden spoon in it because you know, you know she's been stirring up with her secret recipe. She always uses the same amount of sugar, same amount of water. And then what she does, she puts ice in the top of it. So as it melts, it fills up the rest of the water, and it's just the perfect sweet tea concoction. You see that, and you know it. And it makes the old people smile, because they do that for Sunday. It makes the middle-aged people reminisce about their youth, and it makes the children think about how happy they are. Go see Grandma and Grandpa. Deacon Sugar Mines making summer sweet. Deacon Sugar Mines a taste that can't be beat. Deacon Sugar Mines, it was good enough for your grandma. It's good enough for you, too. Deacon Sugar Mines, Deacon LLC Sugar Mines does not employ children, small people only. <laughs> and then also, for the bu- and then we're going to take the slurry, your favorite drinks of julep. What's the worst part about making a julep, Daddy? Muddling, muddling that damn sugar cube. We're going to take that slurry. We're going to bottle it up. Slurry costs nothing to make. We're going to mark it up 5,000%. We're going to sell it to all the pubs in the land under the tagline of Deacon Simple Syrup. I just came up with that word, simple syrup. <laughs> it's the slurry for when you're in a hurry. Now we've now we've taken our waste, spent as much money on bars as we want. Well, D- D- Leland, I, I obviously can't put give you any points for the slurry on a hurry part. 
you did pitch that out on the front stoop. And, yeah, that's fine. It's still going to make a lot know, of money. That was a pre-existing pitch right there. I, I would have a few few concerns with your with your pitch here, son. Is that, you know, you're pitching it as a summertime ex, uh, experience. And that's true. I, I don't know. There's four seasons in a year, and I, I don't want wintertime to roll around and, and folks to think, well, I got no use for a good old Deacon Sugar right now. It's not the summertime. They make the summertime fine. They don't do much to me the rest of the year. That is a good point. That is a good point. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, at this point, uh, Reginald busts into the room, having retrieved Rick Tapshringvar. Reginald is two foot three now. Yeah, here's what's happened in the process. Okay, so uh, you ran down to the to the, and it was actually on company property. This uh, this tavern that you had to go to to bring him up because the tavern, the store. Pretty much everything anybody would ever spend their money on around here is all on Deacon family land. So you got there pretty quick. You found Rick Tap. You brought him up to the mines, uh, and he did a little pro bono work just to kind of show it all off. And he actually caught you as well. And so you ran in. Uh, you got news on on what the shrinkerin's going down here. Presenting Rick Tap Schwingbar, sir. He's tiny. He's got a tiny voice. L.A. He got a tiny voice too. I got caught in the crossfire, sir. You notice that that this is this is very much in Reginald's clothing, uh, but he is a small child. Uh oh, Reggie. Reggie ain't just small. Uh, Crick Tap. You only do this to Reggie, right? Hey, there's me. It's Rick Tap Schwingbar. I'm the greatest wizard in this damn place. <laughs> well, I did a little bit of pro bono work. I shrunk your. You're uh, Reggie here, whatever is your valet, I believe. But no, but no one else, right? You didn't. No I one. ran by the mine on the way up. I caught everybody I could. There's a whole bunch of folks that's all messed up with this gooey, sugary liquid all off of them. They said, "Well, I wish we was small." Well, they're small now. I made them all small. There's a fellow named Jeremy. Shrunk him up too. But two more work crews were reporting to duty. I re- yes, went ahead and shrunk them up. This is not. There was a fellow that was nearly dead in the street playing a ukulele with a bullet wound to the head. Shrunk him up. I'm just. I'm making great progress today. Well, just quick clarification. You didn't. Do they all look like Reggie on account of the fact that they're not just small? They're also children. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a reverse aging process. I mean, it's real good for everybody. It's a rejuvenation therapy is the way I, nope, I kind of can. Bull- bullshit. Bullshit. No, that's bullshit. You did not say that. You say you make them small hands, small hands, small wages. That's what you say. Bullshit. I mean, they do have rather small hands, don't they? Daddy, I did not know I was going to engage the family in child labor. I do not think that should work against me in a point scale. <laughs> Daddy, this did happen in the official in the official meeting room. I do no. have to say, Daddy, it, it happened in the official meeting no. room. Rick Tap came right. All in right, there. all right. I've heard, I've heard quite enough. Hold on. And he goes up and he erases the points that he had written down for Leland's side. <laughs> so the four points that he had previously gotten, he erases them up. Now listen, this is good and bad in a lot of ways. I don't really appreciate the idea of. Every one of my workers being reverse aged back to children. We do now face the previously established issues of child labor laws. But on the other hand, how do you fire children? I mean, they got families to feed as well. (laughs) But more importantly, I believe it's given me an idea that is too good to pass up. Deacon Sugar Mines. Short, but sweet. Daddy, oh, I did it. Daddy. We did that together. You Daddy, and me, our combined power. Leland, I have to give you points for this one. He puts a thousand up on the board. 
Leland, congratulations. Hey, you have proven yourself oh. as the worthy heir to the Deacon Sugar Mines Corporation. Oh. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so Lyman and Leland head out to have celebratory drinks, uh, leaving L.A. Sorry, Lila Ann. Thank you. And Reginald behind a a a, a, a mite sized Reginald behind in their week in their way. That oh, son of a bitch! This is all his fault. No, yeah, yeah, Larry. They're they're both sons of bitches, and it it. We're kind of up a creek. I would I would pour you a, a julep while I'm making mine, but <laughs> I don't I don't think you can really drink one right now. I'm not really a child, am I? Well, in, in all legal ways. Where's my mustache gone? Yeah, no, your mustache is it. It went. It went. Rick Tap took care of that. For oh sure. bloody hell! Uh huh. Okay. Oh. Now, how? Mm. Tell me, just can you can you can you tell me this, L- Larry? Was it right? It was Larry. Yeah, it's Larry. All right, tell me this, Larry. Did did Leland prepare it all for any of this? Did he did he even take a second? Did he write a single thing down? He kept talking about asses. Oh, he he. All right, yeah. That no, that sounds like my brother. Just just talking. Yeah, just talking about asses. I don't. I I can't. I, I, now Larry, I can't be sent to Markheim. I can't be sent up the river like that. I, I don't, I don't think I can abide by that. This, this whole, the whole sugar mine, the whole family, it all, it would all fall apart. This town, everyone, everyone depends on wages. Everyone in this town works at the mines. Every single person. This falls apart. The town falls apart. Well, I, I don't want to work for him anymore either. Can I work for you instead? I mean, I could make a mean ball deck. Cecil's a dead child now, so I. <laughs> you did that. I did not do that. Adam made Cecil a dead child. I didn't do that. I can. I can take Teddy's place. Oh, Larry, I, Larry, I, I assure you that just about anyone could take could take Teddy's place. Um, cause I'm not dead yet. Is the gutter that he was dying in, like, right outside the main house? I made it motion away up the path, Mim. Mm, I, I really would have hoped that you'd gone quicker than that, Teddy. Well, like, two of us will make, like, one of us, right? We could share, job share, right? Are you proposing to, like, stack him on your shoulders and get a trench coat? Or, uh, what are you... What are well, you- I could take Mondays and Wednesdays, and then maybe you take Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we could alternate on Fridays. That works for me. <laughs> oh well, if if you, t- I've got bowling league on Thursday, so I wouldn't want to do that. So that's why I'm thinking Monday, Wednesday for me. Okay, oh, all right. I don't know if Saturdays would work for me though. I, I have to take my kids to to Cub Scouts. <laughs> well, I could cover the Saturdays, but that would mean that you will be on for Sunday, which I know is a heavier workload. Generally speaking, because of this all the preparatory. That's all right. I could do Sundays. <laughs> um, are are you two quite finished? Are you are, are you not dying anymore? I have, I had y'all just figured out a work schedule right here in the middle in the middle of sort of my diatribe while we're trying to finish this episode. Oh, actually, I think I'm dying now. Okay. Oh, I'll take so- Monday then. <laughs> 
All right, let hey. It's the best episode we've ever done. All right, she's gonna, she's she's gonna stop and she's gonna bend down and she's gonna like grab Larry's face, Larry's dumb child face. Larry, here, I, here. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I think Teddy's dead. I don't know. We'll mourn him in the morning. That would have made Larry. a good jingle. <laughs> I swear, I don't know. I don't know. What what God that I pissed off <laughs> to be born into this family, <sighs> Larry? Here's all right, all right. Here's what we're gonna do. Oh fuck! You'll you'll get the job. All right, you can you can take over Teddy's place. You can you can fill that role. Uh, but Larry, I don't I don't want to I don't want anyone to know just yet. You need to you need to keep keep working uh working for my brother because I've got. I've got some larger plans in store, Larry, and I think I think you'll be able to help me with that. Right, yo. I'll be like your man on the inside. Good, good, your Larry. Boy, on the inside. I'm glad you made that distinction. But though. you know, I'm a man on the inside. Oh, Larry. Just a boy on the outside. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Larry. Boy, I, actually, I think I might be all right. Can I get Mondays back? Oh my god. Do you want me to go fish him off? You know what, Larry? You know what, Larry? I do. I, th- I think I think I do. So hopefully with that little bit of perspective on Leland's life, you can realize that, you know, he made some real poor decisions. He lived a life where he was mostly focused on himself and how to make himself look better. And though not often outwardly malicious or vindictive in any way, shape, or form, he didn't really think through the full repercussions of his actions, especially if they were to benefit him at the expense of others. Now, no one could excuse the concept of hiring children to work in a sugar mine, but you have to admit it's not quite as bad if you hire full-grown adults and then accidentally reverse-age them back to children. I mean, it's not good. No one's saying it's good. Neither of those options are what one would consider good. But it's not as bad. <laughs> um, few, few points uh, to, to throw in there. Um, I, I imagine it's probably a little bit confusing that, the, uh, that, 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 that Reginald's real name had been Larry. And we are also talking about the fact that the proprietors of the Gilderam Grockhouse Interior have buried Larry, the stuffed ram's head, in the basement. Now for the simpler of you who are confused by this concept and the idea of two people existing with the same first name, I would direct you to any of the myriad Gregs we have encountered on this journey. Simply a coincidence, nothing more. And I'm not saying that to hint that there's some sort of deeper meaning there, that somehow these two completely different things from entirely different places and times are somehow connected. Because they're not. And I'm not saying that they're not just to throw you off the scent. I mean, they're actually not connected in any way, shape, or You're all looking at me right now like you feel like they're connected. And I just, there's no way for me really to express this other than to say they're not, and you're wasting your time thinking about it. Well, of course, Leland felt quite good about the fact that he had ascended to the highest place in his father's corporation. But of course, that excitement was short-lived when his sister and his valet teamed up to kill and curse him. 
Well, the finer details of all of that are kind of nebulous because it did happen while Leland was asleep. He was asleep, and the next thing you know, he woke up um, and ugh, mummified. You know, you, you never like to see it happen, but it happens more often than you think. Anyway, join us here next time at the Gilded Ram Gronkhouse and Tea Room. Uh, I do hope that uh, a lot of the changes that have been happening around here get sorted out and, um, you know, bring back, bring back Larry and, um, Let's let's get rid of this jazzy penny whistle business. It's, it's below the dignity of the Gilded Ram, Rock House and Tea Room. All of you should tip your Minotaur Martinez and I will see you all next time. Holy shit, that was an episode. It was something. It was definitely something. Yeah, it was a long one, and uh, and I had to be like the adult, which I don't, I don't ever do. You were the big person in the room. No, I was a big grown up. I was a big grown up girl this time. It was very weird. It was a big stretch for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but doing Pat's accent was very fun. Yeah, I just I just continually mimicked him. That was that was my go to. Yeah, we we aren't like we're from pretty similar areas. But for some reason, his has a, like a, to- a different twang on it than mine does. Uh, so it wasn't really a stretch, but it was very fun. <laughs> it was it was very fun. What what characters from this from this flashback episode do you feel have a real a real life ahead of them in the greater narrative? Uh, uh, Teddy uh, mostly. Teddy mostly Teddy mostly Teddy. Yeah. Reginald, but he's going to get transported through time, so he's still exactly the same as he was at the end of that episode. Oh my god. Oh no. In the kid voice. Mm-hmm. I think if someone if there is a wizard that has the ability to reverse aging, why would they ever die? They wouldn't. They would continually reverse aging on themselves. BT Dubs, uh big bad evil guy in this campaign will be Rick Tap Schwingbar <laughs> and his m- minion Reginald who decided to keep his- around. Is a million. Is it too late to retcon that Rick Tapswing Bar was also the weird necromancer that y'all met in a jail cell in episode three? Um, his name was Rufus, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Rufus was the one that was sharing the cell with Ezra. That's right. Yeah. Which actually what the- didn't happen in the final cut. I, no, it? I was about to say, uh, as someone that wasn't in the recording, that didn't happen, John. No, that was in the first version we did that Bajara got too drunk in. Anyway, let's take a look at some uh, reviews. Uh, first review that says, Lucky You by Sarge Mike 68 If you're reading this, there's 80 episodes consisting of a full arc to binge right now. Such a great listen, engrossing and endearing. I fully recommend this one. By the way, if you're listening to this, you know all of that because you've already listened to it, presumably. <laughs> unless you started at this episode, which is kind of fucked up. Adam Rabash provides a great GM experience. No, I don't, but I, I, I don't do a GM thing, I guess. I don't ever make these jokers roll. And his narrator, Jasper, was the first thing that hooked me. Well, that was intentional. The rest of the cast is awesome as well. Distinct, funny, earnest, and often lovable. Often. <laughs> The fact that he felt the need to add often before lovable is a little bit, it's a little bit interesting. Together, they all provide an exciting journey with goofs and genuine moments along the way. Very new to this whole genre, but it's podcasts like this one that will make me a lifelong fan. Hashtag House of Okana. Hell yes. Love you, Sarge Mike. We are all House of Okana. Speaking of 
Houses of Arcana. Here's one titled Super Fun by Cami O'Cana is Best Fox Girl. This podcast is so <laughs> funny. That sounds very sarcastic. It's so it funny. Like that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Just because this one, just because this part, this fan likes Cammy doesn't mean you have to read everything like I, it's gonna, sarcastic. I'm going to make it really sarcastic. This no! podcast is so funny. I love almost everything about it. I love how snobby Jasper is for no reason. I love. He's got reasons. I love Cammy's <laughs> lovely anime girl voice. Thank you. I love you. Lola's final form. No spoilers. She does have spoilers. That's the thing is weird. Like, Lola's final Phoenix form, she does have sport spoilers. Spoilers on like, her yeah, wings. Sport yeah, spoilers attached <laughs> to her wings. Although it's to reduce drag. <laughs> Rufus is probably my favorite character, and Mort's sweetness to him to protect him at the end made me cry. And Ezra's smooth as marble, maybe not so much anymore, attitude is priceless. Crust you later. Well, that, that was a good one. You covered pretty much all the characters including rufus and um you know that's great i hope i hope that that hollis and leland uh become as beloved as as lola and ezra i imagine they oh i think i think they will i already love both of them um these these two reviews i i i think this was a great week for reviews guys keep them coming in the cami shower me with cami love i love it next time i'll read both of them, they're about gaming. I'll, I'll step right on. I'll step right on John's hand, uh, snack it away from his keyboard because I will read them both. I love them very, very much. The next two aren't about Kimmy. John, I don't. You, I don't think you needed to say that. <laughs> I don't think you needed. I want any inbound reviews that might come in. If you've never written a review, now's the time. If you have written a review. <laughs> Write a new one. Yes. And here's what it's going to talk about. Not necessarily Cammy, but hey, think about all the NPCs that we've been introduced in okay. this series. Think about Rolo de Polo. Talk about that guy think was about fun. Greg right? and Greg. Think and about Greg. Greg and Greg and Greg and Greg and Jeff. And um, and there was another. I did, I'm pretty Jeff. sure Jeff fucking died because if you're not named Greg, you do die at the end of the episode, pretty much. So listen. Uh, I want you, I want to hear about your favorite NPCs. My favorite NPC is Chunky McKickflip, 100%. Chunky McFlip, Kickflip. McFlip Kick. Stuff. Yeah. McFlip Kick. Yeah. No, no, that's... Chunky, Mc, Chunky McGriddle. Chunky McGriddle. I do love the Ponderosa boys as well, but Chunky McKickflip is uh, is my all-time favorite NPC. For sure. For sure. I like the Ponderosa boys. I thought the, I thought having antagonism in that episode was very good with uh, the, the we're pondering here. Yeah, I think Rick Tap Schwingbar's getting up there, though. Ricktap Schwingbar has a great name, and that's that's a lot he's got going for him. And he reverse ages people and turns <laughs> them into children. So there's a whole. I mean, he did kind of steal this episode. There's a whole tapestry there. Yeah, I him. yeah it, that that was the fun thing about this episode is that every time a new person came into the scene, I thought, oh good, another adult, and it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, it was Cecil Cecil slash Teddy. Not an adult. Not an adult. No. Rick Tap Schwingbar, not an adult. Not an adult. No. Jeremy, not an adult. Jeremy was no. Jeremy was not an adult. I do. I don't know why everyone was so horny for the Honey I Shrunk My Kids experience. I thought it would be funnier if they were into it. Oh no no no! It's funny, but like wow. <laughs> was, was I was I not expecting this to take some Rick Moranis bullshit? Yeah. Well, you should have, frankly. You know what else is funny? Well, it's not funny, but it rhymes with funny. That's honey, and honey is sweet, like sugar. You know what also rhymes with honey and funny? 
That's money, which you can give us on Patreon. So you can always go to <laughs> patreon.com slash brewforce, uh, which you can do now. You can back us on brewforce, which would be a good thing. We're working on changing those goals. We have said that a few times, but I actually know act- people actively are working on changing that stuff up. Uh, so hopefully we'll have news on that very very soon. Yeah, and if you wanna if you wanna talk to us or talk uh, connect with more folks that are listening to the show, we have a Discord channel now. Uh, it's linked in our Twitter, and I stay on there pretty regularly. Me and and Adam and John, and we we'll, we're there uh, drumming up drama and answering folks' questions and all sorts of stuff. We're talking about how Swole Hollis and mm-hmm. Mort are yeah. in the Arm region. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, mostly mostly it has there is a whole channel just dedicated to how yoked Hollis is, and that's the, mm-hmm. that's where I live now. Yoketown. Yoketown. I live in Yoketown. <laughs> you know what else has got yolk? Eggs. 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 Uh, and eggs are used in pastry to make a pie. Okay. Pie later. Crush on the flippy flop. No, so no Twitter. Oh, that would be a good Wait, no, no, well, whatever. So no uh, Twitter. I guess we should since we did talk about the discords on our Twitter. <laughs> so no Twitter. You can find Adam at the Adam Bash. Nice. We always do the podcast first. Oh. You can follow you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Brewforcecast. You can follow Adam Bash on Twitter at the Adam Bash. You can follow Patrick Rankin at Patrick underscore Rankin. Or you can follow Carly at Animated Me with the E's as threes. Or you can follow uh, Michaela Ray at MR Unladylike. Or you can follow me at Luther. <laughs> oh, how's it feel, John? How's yeah. the comeuppance feel, Son John? How's that comeuppance? Mmm. <laughs> Catch y'all in the Alamo. Sporks are magic. Stick some sugar in your bum. <laughs> How am I still the only adult in the outro? <laughs> We're out of character. What the fuck? Why don't you give us that patented pat intro? Oh, yeah. How's it go? Uh... <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm oh, Pat. Yeah. Or I'm Patrick. Huh. I play Ezra the Goblin. Hey, y'all. Pat Rankin. Damn that. glad to meet you. I'm playing <laughs> Leland Dinkin, and you're listening to Brute Force. Okay, maybe try it this time, but instead of saying Pat Rankin, maybe just say Pat or Patrick, because Carly is adamant she's going to pull her last name out because she and I are the only ones with last names in right. there, and she wants to go to Carly. So if you go to Pat Rankin after she went to Carly, man, the world's just going to go upside down. Hey, y'all. It's Pat. Cold hands, warm heart. I play Leland Dinkin. <laughs> Welcome to the Brute Force. That's going to be real weird that you welcomed into the brute force, and then I still have to say my. All right, I'll do it one more time. <laughs> hey, y'all. Just, just keep going. Camera's rolling. Hey, just keep going. Hey, y'all. It's Pat. We're, we're, we're burning tape hey, here. It's Pat. Male lions can't climb trees. Welcome to brute. Nope, not supposed to do <laughs> Hey, y'all. It's Pat. Punch a shark in the nose. I'm Leland Deacon. I'll just do it fine. I'll just do, I'll just do one. I'll just do one normal one. I love it. Let's do one normal one. Yeah, yeah, a clean yeah, one. Yeah, just one regular one. Hey, y'all, this is Pat. The Haunting of Hill House may define a generation of horror, but I read it recently and it does not hold up. It's not a very good book. Uh, Shirley Jackson's prose is all over the place. You're listening <laughs> to Brute Force. You didn't intro your character. That was the one one thing you had to yeah. do. <laughs> Whoops. Your one job. Hey, y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. He's a mummy.
<laughs> Hi there. My name's Pat, and I got a Washington Nationals hat on, and it don't fit my head. Also, I play. It does fit my head. A game. What are you talking about? It does fit my head. <laughs> well, was, what do you mean? It fits my head. <laughs> I did have to snip it up to make some more room because it's very old. <laughs> It does for my head. I just need a haircut. I got full hair right now. Sure, that's what. The, yeah, it's not that you have a big head. It's that you need a small trim. Sure. Hey, y'all. It's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm <laughs> that was what. Hi there. My name's Pat, and this is made under duress. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's me, Pat. You're here to listen, and I'm Leland to talk. Welcome to it. This counts as proof of life. Hey, y'all, I'm Pat. I'm hot and under cat on a hot tin roof. And I'm Deacon, Leland Deacon, Mummy Boy. It's actually pretty Oh, Mummy's Boy. John's bad impression is that. That's just my generic American impression. Your generic American generic has a North Carolina stank to it? Yeah. Why? Because that's the only one I can do. The exposure that he's had on this show. Hey, well. That's why that was my Adam Bash impression as well, a couple of intros ago. I mean, your Adam Bash impression was pretty Texas, actually. I can't tell the difference. Hey, y'all. Am I supposed to tell you that I'm a mummy? Am I just supposed to say my name? I don't know. You do okay. you. You do your thing. Hey, everybody. It's Pat. I'm Leland Deacon. Come, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes it, that makes it sound like it's your alias. Bring it on down to Omleville. <laughs> Come on down. We got we got used Datsuns. We got Stinky. we got Hyundai's. Stinky. We got a Kia. <laughs> uh, my name's Pat, and I play Leland the Mummy. That was that's your, the exact read of your Ezra one. <laughs> hey y'all, it's Pat. Uh, I play Leland the Mummy, and now you are also cursed with me. Welcome <laughs> to hell, population everyone. <laughs> you get like you get like a hot two seconds. <laughs> You get like a hot two I, seconds I, in there, Pat. I love the intermission you take in the middle of each of these reads. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Me amo es Patricio. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all, it's Pat. Luego, Ezra the Golem. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm sure one of those is great. Hey, y'all, it's Pat. My hat is the appropriate size for my head. I just need a haircut, and I play Leland Deacon. <laughs> Hi there, guys. It's Pat, and uh, I'm an international harvester. Oh, and I play Leland Deacon. He is mummy. What makes you smell so bad? Laying around the farmer's house, eating up all he had. Eating up all he had. Eating up all he had, boys. Eating up all he had. He done been into the onion patch. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, we'll do a podcast.